Here's the situation. You've been paid another visit by your good friend, the eBay wizard, who wants to, uh, you to help him uh, price some spells that he's got to sell that all have to do with uh, human uh, bathroom-type functions. <laughs> uh, these are going to be expensive. I think there's a premium on, on bathroom-type experiences. Uh, so, Could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about that? Uh, I, I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation. This is a real podcast about hypothetical situations. This week's theme, poots and bladders. Poots and bladders. Poots and bladders. the uh, most highbrow uh, theme suggestions <laughs> ever, but um, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, as, as, you know, as experienced improvisers know, Rush, uh, it's not necessarily the suggestion. It's how you treat it, right? So That's right. Yes. Um, with, with that said, I... Uh, just went back to the the original uh, shoots and ladders on this one, the first one for for inspiration. Um, Rush, you're you're a game aficionado, I would say, and I and and perhaps a game authority as well, or a burgeoning game authority. Um, and here's the situation with that in mind. Rush, I'm going to give you a few age groups, and I'd like you to tell me the ideal board or card game for that age, and what qualities or skills make it well suited for that time of life. Because you've you've talked okay. in the past about games like Shoots and Ladders or Candyland that are those zero skill, all luck games, and you know, and 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 it's probably too early in life maybe to drop chess on a five year old unless you want them to be a prodigy. Um, but right. you know, there might be a good game for for something to develop that at that age group. So. The first age group I'm going to hit you with is a pretty young age group rush. How about like four to seven? What would be a nice kind of game to develop a skill at that age? Four to seven, I would say um, there, there are a few that come to mind for me. There's a game called uh, Sushi Go that um, may be better for like seven okay. uh, or six than, uh, than four or five, but it's a... Uh, it's a pattern recognition and set collection game, which I think are good skills uh, for kids to develop um, via games, right? Like, I love games, obviously, and I think that uh, there, there are some benefits to, uh, to learning through them. And so I think, uh, you know, a game like Go Fish or Crazy Eights or Uno is in, in how, you know, patterns work, following sequences, um, that sort of thing. They have a little bit of skill, but they're mostly luck. You, you certainly want games to be mostly luck um, at, at that age. Uh, so those are good ones. There's a game called Gulo Gulo that's no longer made. <laughs> that's like a dexterity game. That's always huh? what I recommend for parents of kids with them. Um, uh, they're like four and five because it's one of the few games where you can play your hardest and your kid might be able to beat you because their they're tiny hands make oh, it better. Cause very cool. You have, to, you have to grab these little eggs out of a bowl without a stick toppling over. And it's uh, like I would lose to a child uh, more often than not. That's a great uh, game when a parent can play full on out and still get and still maybe get bested. That's a great call. That's nice yeah, that everyone exactly. can go at 100% and, you know, not have to not have to pretend or whatever, you know. And I, you know, it may be a personality flaw, or or it might be the right thing to do. But I, I've, I'm like a long time believer in that you don't, you know, kind of throw games like you, uh-huh. yeah. you make you make people uh, figure out how to how to beat you, whether it be in a, a sporting event or or a, you know board game or whatever. And so, um, you know, it's more important to pick a game where the the luck ratio is high enough that you might lose uh, rather than uh, you, you know intentionally throw something 
I, I think I still owe my grandfather about a hundred thousand dollars in, um, in being bested at putting. But a lot of that was when I was seven, eight, nine years old and he kept on going double or nothing on me, which sounded like a great <laughs> deal. Uh, but he really ran up the tab, uh, when, when he, when he had me, had me wow. on the ropes. Nice. Uh, how about age? Uh, we'll, we'll just keep on going up the ladder uh, by bits, uh, bits and drabs here. How about 10 to 12? Something you can get uh, an early preteen. Uh, 10 to 12 in terms of like uh, mass production games. I think, um, you know, Boggle is a good one there nice because call. you're, you're, it's helping expand vocabulary. You're picking up, uh, you, you know, again, you have to, uh, pick up the skill of being able to read letters quickly, think about words quickly. Vocabulary building is obviously a critical uh, skill to develop at that at that point in time as you're getting ready for uh, SATs and, or ACTs <laughs> or whatever. So I think that's a pretty good, like, mass market game. Um, you know, I think you're probably at 10 to 12, you're able to get into uh, some of the strategy board games out there like settlers of Catan or ticket to ride okay uh ticket to ride is is one that i recommend you know even a little bit younger than 10 to 12 um but once you're in that 10 to 12 range i think you can really start going if the kid like likes games then then you can really uh unlock a a ton of uh medium strategy uh board games which are which are all about uh strategic allocation of resources okay which is which happens to be a f- phenomenal skill for the business world as well and basically for most most people's jobs like most of a lot of life is you have um insufficient total resources and or and or insufficient time to be able to figure out how to uh, perfectly allocate them and so the so the goal is to figure out how to uh, do the best with the resources that you have available. Think about things like time management, uh, budgeting. If you work in one of those like squirrel factories and you only have so many berries and so many twigs, you know, and you only have so many nuts and rocks and stuff, I know a game where you can, you know, like you help right. you work in a squirrel factory or, or uh, yeah, there you go, <laughs> hedgehog factory. But, right? uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> So I, I think like 10 to 12, you know, it, it, I would, you have a wide range there would depend on whether the kid kind of has an affinity for it. If, if not, then I think you've got your, you, you know, you can also teach a kid poker at right. that point in time, which is, uh, you, you know, a good game to learn because basically everybody knows how to play it. How about like 18, 19 years old when it's not necessarily cool, you know, like that could be a, a time when, you know, your peers might look at you uh, uh, askance for getting into a, a board game. Is there like a hip? Is there like a hip game or a hip card game? I mean, like, there's no... Poker's always going to be fine. You'll always be kind of cool if you know how to play play poker. Right. But is there anything you could think of that 1819 would be kind of kind of hip? Oh, I think it's... I think you're right. Cool. It was too bad because, you know, what I would tell people that are 18 or 19, I mean, you're in college. You, you have time on your hands that mm-hmm. you're never going to have again. It's an, it's a phenomenal time to, uh, you know, do like a role playing game campaign or something oh, where you could and a floor you know, or dormitory full of potential potential players. You know, like you yeah. a lot of people looking to potentially waste some time. You know, like, absolutely. 
we played like Axes and Allies, which I, I don't love as a as a game. They remastered it. I think it's gotten a little bit better, but it's it's an okay game. But it takes you know ten hours to play a game sometimes of Axes and Allies. But in college, it's like all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just what what do we got? <laughs> we have you know you could always find four people to uh, to get together and do something. Um, but yeah, I think you, you know I think these. Uh, computer games and, and so forth when you're 13, 14, 15 that help you kind of figure out how to program and think about, um, you know, creating, uh, creating with, you know, on a machine are probably helpful as well in okay. thinking about uh, your, your future skill set. How about Square, like really into adulthood at maybe like 35 or 40 years old? Well, I mean, I could give like a long list of uh, of the games that are my favorite, but you know, it just it just totally depends on you know what the crew is like. You know, it's okay. not you know not to fight the hypo, but it's it's really to me less about you know okay, are you thirty to forty? It's more about what kind of games and who's the group, right? Yeah. If 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 it's a husband and wife and they both kind of like to play games but they don't like it to be too competitive then you know there's all these like cooperative games that exist and i uh, have a bunch of recommendations i could give there if instead they kind of like to duke it out you know and they, then, then there's there's some great options there uh if you have like game nights and you've got a bunch of people then it depends on whether your your idea of a good time is sitting around like in a you know, with your brain burning where people are, there's barely any conversation except um, talking about the moves that you're making in the game. Uh, I, I, I enjoy that. Maybe a lot of people wouldn't. Um, <laughs> you had a games where it's, you had really, a birth. Sorry. Uh, you had a birthday where you guys played that. You don't know Jack, those, those games, right. Or Jackbox games that seem to be fun, fun around that age. Yeah. I think those are good, like party games, you yeah. know, especially during COVID over Zoom before people all got sick of Zoom. I think those were fun, and you know, on my birthday, I had different groups of people at different times playing different types of games because uh, you know, my e- even me, probably my favorites are like much more, um, you know, heavier strategy games. You don't want to play like eight hours straight of those things. You want to have a mix and uh, you know some. Some some ones that are more party games that are that are easier to go, but yeah. When people ask me, you know, what game do you recommend? I always start with, uh, okay, like there's three things I want to know: how many people are going to be playing, right. <laughs> um, on a one to ten scale in terms of kind of intensity, where do you want it to be? And you know, um, also like how, how long do you want the duration of it? And if I know those three things, I can give you like five or six recommendations. What, once you know as many games as you do, that's like asking someone like, hey, what should I eat? And you're like, well, okay. Like, what do you like? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not going to start you off with, you know, like sushi. If, uh, you know, if, if you say like, oh, bread, then I, I'll take it in a different way. How, here's one last one for you. Um, and, and maybe this is just, you know, being later in life. You know, if, if you're 75 or 80. I imagine it's good to already know how to play cribbage. I don't know if you want to pick up, you know, something like cribbage. Is there a game that you think you could learn at a late age like that when maybe, you know, maybe a ton of rules is not necessarily what, you know, what, what you're suited to, hmm. to grasp, but could pick up a game. Then? Yeah. Uh, 
I think like uh, that's a good question for my mom. So my dad hates games. My mom likes them, but you know she kind of likes a certain style of game, and so I'll teach her like kind of easier trick taking games or the stuff that okay, I buy yeah. her that's new now. Um, where usually at least like kind of the the concepts, the thematic to a game, spades and hearts and and uh, all of those trick taking games, so you can teach her a new one and and that goes well. Um, a game I kind of like that's been around forever for that is like called Whist or Oh Hell, where you uh, you 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 have um, like euchres is another really good one, but but Oh Hell is like uh, you start and you deal. Um, 13 cards to everybody and then you, you it's a four player game and you then you deal 12 11 10 9 8 7 all the way down to one okay final hands just one card and you have to bet how many tricks you're going to take out of the total amount available and if you go over or under it's bad you want to hit it exactly but you know that's a very fun game it's not hard to learn and um you know it's been around for uh, forever so I, I find that like people now that are in their 60s plus like they're harder to teach it's harder to like roll out a board game like Catan because in their view like you know board games are monopoly or whatever and they prefer the kind of classic card games so I usually use those for the older generation nice thank you buddy I, that was yep, that was yep. highly informative that might actually help people we almost never have a situation yeah. that might actually help people no yeah I can, we can't possibly okay uh, TJ here's the situation yep. um, we're gonna do a bracket of games Ooh. Type of games. Uh, I have a uh, unhealthy uh, adoration of games. Uh, my father <laughs> would say I have an addiction to games, and I'm curious. I like, as to, I like you. I like the euphemism, uh, unhealthy adoration. Yeah. I unhealthily uh, adored alcohol for a while. You know, like uh, right. yeah, I just I just adored it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an unhealthy adoration of uh, of games. And so I really like all sorts and all types of games, but I'm curious as to what you're going to say uh, will advance uh, through this bracket for you for uh, your favorite types of games. All right. So now, TJ, I have uh, made some predictions all right. as to what like. you are going to pick <laughs> from these type of games. And and these are all uh, different kind of genres of, of games or games. Well, you'll see. We'll start off with with uh, what I think is going to be an easy one for you, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Um, and that is uh, strategic board games. Yep. Uh, versus dice games. So you prefer you prefer throwing some dice, or you prefer uh, a strategy board game? Well, this might surprise you because as much as I do like throwing dice in something like D and D, I don't like throwing dice in something like Yahtzee. So I am actually going to go with strategic board games there, Rush. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I am surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, <laughs> love, love to hear it. Uh, next one, um, and you'll have to put the throwback uh, machine on a little bit. Okay. Because drinking games is one of them. Okay. And the other one is uh, war games, like war simulation type games. Uh, used to be a very popular uh, subset of the board gaming and computer gaming genre. It has become less so over time, but... Uh, so war games versus drinking games. I, you know, I loved, I loved playing drinking games. I, uh, you know, we, we hardly needed them, but I sure did like playing them. All righty. Uh, okay. Uh, and it's a 16, 16 team bracket. Okay. So, uh, so, so that's one quarter of the bracket so far. 
Uh, in the next quarter, we have console video games okay. up against uh, dexterity games. So if you think about like a dexterity game, like it could be darts? like anything from, uh, I'm sorry? Like darts or jack straws or whatever that is? Yeah. Or? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Jenga, darts, um, horseshoes, uh, cornhole, you know, flip cup, uh, jacks, uh, any, any number of dexterity type games. Uh, versus getting on that getting on that home console and yeah. playing a, a video game. There's a couple dexterity games that I really do like. I like games. I like games where you throw things. I don't like games where you toss things. Oddly enough, so I'm gonna go with console video. Console video game. Oh, you like you don't like to toss. You I like don't to really throw. like to toss. No, I don't like okay. tossing bags or tossing horseshoes. I do like throwing darts. You know, I like throwing balls at stuff where do you but, yeah. come out on a uh, bocce ball because I, I actually kind of agree i don't love the for some reason like cornhole has never been my favorite but i do enjoy bocce ball like, yeah i like throwing the little plota I, and then like you roll it out there and i do like a i love a shuffleboard is one of my favorite never played i've yeah I've, I, have you i mean are you talking like a bar shuffleboard or actually shooting a disc with a stick as i've never done that well, i like them both but okay. i was talking about bar style okay gotcha yeah, you know, I, I bocce's all right for a little while, but then I tire. I was a candle pin bowler growing up, and it makes me, like, just wish it was candle pin bowling, and we were knocking things over and stuff like that. So there are some of them, but a lot of those lawn... You know what I haven't done in forever uh, would be, like, a croquet, but that was fun. Getting a whack a ball with a hammer as a kid was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and, 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 and whatever it's called when you croquet, I don't know, but when you... When you get to just whack somebody's ball, oh like yeah, you get to stand on kunk, it, kunk. And pound it, kunk, kunk. Yeah, that is yeah. that's pretty that great. That's one of the most satisfying <laughs> things in sport. That is a great feeling of just smashing somebody like halfway across the lawn. It's it's sometimes it's just the sound, the rhythm of the sound. Like if if anyone either ever has their head real close to like a window or a wall, I really want to just hit their head so real fast, cause so that you could just get that like thunk dunk that you know, or like or when Let's you. Smack. When the cue ball is really close to your target ball, and there's that very satisfying like touch of the cue ball, and then it immediately hits the target ball. That's I, I like that a lot. But um, but I tire of those dexterity games fairly quickly, or get bored with them fairly quickly. Those console video games, especially a good one, can hold my attention for you know literally hours hours on end. So I will go. Yeah, console that was, that was video. A tough first round matchup. Yeah, tough first it is, round yeah, matchup. good teams. Um. Okay. Next up is is uh, what I'll call. Uh, handheld video games, so like a Game Boy, okay. Nintendo Switch, um, a uh, the, the old football. Yeah, up down, up down, up down, run, 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 up down, up down, yeah. run, 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 run. Yep. <laughs> um, versus what what I'll call apps, you know. So generally speaking, mobile games. Yeah. If you think about anything in like an app store, uh, you think of your Candy Crush, your. Yep. Um, you know, Clash Royale, oh, whatever it might be. There's one Beth and I have been playing for for years now called Matchington Mansion, where I think it's pillows that you're you're matching up pillows in a Candy Crush style style format. Yeah. Um, so I will go with those app games of of those of those two. I, I, so I me... maybe if I had a Switch, I'd think differently. But my experience with those probably ended with Tetris on the me... Game Boy back in maybe '92 or something like that. Right. I, I will say the apps are interesting because in my entire gaming life to date, I believe that 
mobile apps bring me the lowest pleasure per <laughs> minute played of any because like i'll get i'll you know like you'll you're just in in the in the on the bus or on a in a lift or something and yeah. i'm just like jamming through some app game that i don't even really care about yeah uh like candy crush was just a perfect one where i was like i don't why do i care yeah. i don't i hear you and yet here i am i've played however many hours of it so I have so much so time me, on airplanes like sometimes insidious yeah so much time on airplanes playing like free cell solitaire game on my ipad that i can't say i enjoyed it it was really just there to eat eat you know eat some minutes man it was just a time right. eater yeah i hear you yeah I, I don't think joy is the right. is the is the word for the experience <laughs> yeah. uh okay so on the other half of the bracket um we have uh card games uh up against like full-on computer games so not you know so the video game but but on the on the computer which i i don't know whether you've really done as much of that yeah or i not, have but uh so little experience you know, it's a little different than your than your console yep i have so little experience with that combined with the fact that there are some card games that i adore uh deck of cards i just the concept of a deck of cards is very very satisfying to me so i will definitely go with card games there yeah, I think my favorite fact in the world, uh, it, it just I love it so much, is the idea that if you if you randomly shuffle a deck of fifty two cards, yeah, more stars, give it a good shuffle, more stars than in the sky, right? It is. Yeah, well, it is highly unlikely that any deck of I mean, like massively unlikely that any deck of cards in in the history of mankind has been the exact same order as those 52. That just is mind-blowing. Yeah, isn't that you know, amazing? To me, when you think about how many shuffles have occurred and so forth and so on. But I, I love that fact. Uh, next up um, are memory games versus guessing games. Guessing games. Memory games, you think of... Guessing okay. games. Me I Don't care for the least po least Maybe more than likely my least popular type of game ever, memory games. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I, I think I think pretty low. Let let me so let's let let me utilize a uh, mulligan here, <laughs> okay? Uh, if you will, I'm going to knock memory games out because there was one that I didn't put in there, but but now I'm going to put it in there because you said memory games are just terrible for you. So guessing games, okay? Unfair to guessing games. Sorry, guessing games. But now guessing games has to go up against what I'm going to call kind of. Uh, uh, escape rooms. Escape rooms. Escape. Rooms. Okay, so yeah. you would take escape rooms yep. over your your classic guessing. Game. How about how about that? The poor kids on that guessing game team just felt like you know they were moving on to the next round, and now they're on a bus going home. They're you know just just like that. Yeah, adios. Uh. <laughs> no, but the guessing game is like who cares about you know? Right. Like who would have guessed? Yeah, they're out. Uh, okay, final section of the bracket: um, role-playing games. Okay. Uh, up against fantasy sports. So there's two types of fantasy. RPG. I know you you hate fantasy sports. Right? I don't. I, I I you know I don't hate them. I hate people talking about them. You know, like if you're not in the league, you can talk about them with the, someone else in the league. But like, if if it's just talking about your fantasy sports with someone who's not you know doesn't play or isn't in your league, then like. You might as well be telling about a dream you had. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly one of the one of the topics that is most most abused in terms of people not realizing that no one cares. No one. Uh, you know what they have to say about that. Um, so for the final two, uh, I'm going with what I'm going to call dubious sports. Okay. So, uh, okay. for me, that, that would involve, uh, golf, mini golf. Okay. Uh, Frisbee golf. Frisbee Fr- golf. Really <laughs> almost anything involving golf. Could have just said golf. But, uh, th- things that maybe some people would argue are sports, but probably. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and, and go a little bit different, a little different than the dexterity game, uh, uh, versus party games. For party games, I'm thinking about, you know, anything from apples to apples to the you don't know jack stuff to, um, you know, to uh, whatever, cards against humanity. Um, I think I like know. I think I like the dubious sports. Okay, dubious sports. Because also when I'm playing a game, I like to play the game. I want to keep my, I want to keep it moving and let's let's go. Let's get to the next, you know, round shooter contestant and party games can sometimes devolve into a part where like no one's really like paying attention anymore and i hate to be the guy who's like hey are we doing this or not so um so i like the dubious sports thing uh the other one that i was going to do there before i put the dubious sports in by the (laughs) way is deduction games how would deduction games have done against uh, party games for you uh i probably would it would have been tight a deduction might have might have lost there uh i don't know that would have been tight that would have been really so, tight so dubious sports was coming out of that pot of three dubious would have won the yeah one, one against either of those other competitors all right round of eight uh strategy board games against drinking games strategy board games all right what what are, what are one or two strategy board games that come to mind for you when you're thinking about your favorites certainly not shoots and ladders uh, no, no. Uh, uh, what is it like? Stratego came first to mind. Um, backgammon, I guess. Um, chess. I'm not good at it, but chess like seems like just you know the king, the king of that, the king of that bracket. Um, and then I just it was just an imagine, you know, like an imaginary one or the one we the one we played ever ever wild Everdale. ever Everdale. Everdale. Yeah, that was that's tremendous. Um, so any of those, yeah, and then just. It was as much as anything than latching on to like, oh, I really like this. I really like Risk, which also I guess is kind of a war, a war kind of game as well as a strategy yeah, board game. It's, it 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 uh, straddles those two. Yeah, sure. um, it was the 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 concept the concept of the strategy board game is just is very attractive, very attractive concept. Nice. I predicted you would have uh, dice games come out of that quarter, but instead strategy board games, which I certainly think, I would probably win my overall bracket, but. Certainly- I think either of those, either of those, probably would have either those put anywhere if not against each other would have would have been fine coming out of there. I think I think would have come out of that side. Uh, Then you got console video games against uh, your your handheld your mobile app. um, Console, so console video, and that was my prediction for you was console would would make the final four. Um, Then you've got on the other side you got card games uh, against escape room. Hmm. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I could see myself doing both for the rest of my life. Um, I think I'm going to put card games because I can play poker for five or six hours at a time in that escape room. You know, ideally you're done in less than less than an hour. So just for the sustainability of it, I'll go with the card games. Also, yep. 
you can do it on a plane. You can do it, you know, with with one person, one other person. You don't need the 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 full on setup. So I'll go with card games there. What are your top five card games? Um, hmm, spades. Uh, and then the rest will probably be forms of forms of poker. Okay, <laughs> it'll probably be seven. You know, like uh, stud, hold'em, uh, five card draw. But but mostly it would be variations on on poker i played a lot of rummy as a kid as my my grandmother taught it to me i can't say i i love it um and played some played some pinochle played some pitch but i think i think spades is my favorite of the of the trick of the trick games um and then yeah then yeah. like gambling games after that spades is great i love gin play a ton of gin yeah in my, uh, in my life and i think that's a, a it's very easy for me to like, I, I can get into like long gin games with folks. I enjoy that one. Uh, and then you got RPGs against uh, what I'll call the dubious sports. Huh. If Candlepin Bowling is in there, which I think is going to be in with the dubious sport category. Yeah, I think kind of bowling's probably in there. Yeah, and I don't like Tin Pin at all, but I love Candlepin. Dubious. Dubious sports, you still feel like you're doing. I think I'm gonna go with dubious sports. I think. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, I had RPGs making your, I, your final. Four and I absolutely that, but... see that. I absolutely see that. Yeah. Yep. But I do think like dubious sports. It's almost almost unfair to be in there because when anything else is like I'm playing a game, playing a game. The dubious sports gives you a little bit of that feel of like I'm I'm getting some level of physical activity. Right. So it's not just a mental exercise, whereas almost all the rest of these are mental exercises. Because um, I would probably right, so play like we, ultimate frisbee with you know with some friends and be pretty pretty happy doing it you know and feel like I ran around a bunch or shoot around the world play a game of horse you know or something you know something like that yeah. and feel like feel like I spent spent the, the you know that time pretty well. I hear you. Not to split hairs, but I would say ultimate frisbee is a sport to me. To me, not a dubious sport, like okay. an actual sport. I mean, that is you are. That is hardcore exercise. Okay. And, and requires significant. But, but again, I think most people would say, yeah, that's a dubious sport. So uh, I, I'm just just making that point. All right. So strategy board games against console video games. Who makes the finals? Ah, man. It's probably it's cheaper way. I mean, it's easy easier way out, but I'm going with console, console video games. Yeah. And in particular, you love the open world uh, video games. Almost exclusively. Yeah. What was the what were the one or two video games that got you into the hobby? So you to where you said, uh, you know, because like for me it was Mike Tyson's Punch Out, yep. and um, and uh, and the the original Legend Zelda, of Zelda. So yeah, those right. two things came out when I was in fifth grade on the Nintendo, and you know, I never kind of looked back. I dabbled throughout. I dabbled throughout the ages. So like Space Invaders would have been the first game that I fell in love with. And yep. then probably I think we had the what do we have the the Nintendo after that so it would have been yeah it would have been Mike Tyson it would have been Punch Out and then the Sega Genesis it would have been Sonic the Hedgehog and then the real sort of game changer was playing the Final Fantasy games and I okay. think it was like Final Fantasy seven and then the one after that was the Elder Scrolls I think it was like whatever preceded Skyrim. Um, or maybe yeah, it was so Skyrim. Yeah, was Gates of Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. So yeah. that and that just kind of like then I was doomed to basically like just want these open world 
these open world games. My brother and I would play some first person shooters like it was I don't feel remember if it was maybe it was Medal of Honor or something like that. It was a lot of like World War Two, you know, versus versus the uh the Axis powers kind of thing. But it was that Final Fantasy seven and then the Gates of Oblivion and then it was like, Oh, this is this is what I want. Like this these fully fledged worlds that people have made and i can go anywhere it was the ones they most resembled playing like D D, which is another you know like one of the games that i think i'll play for my for my life it's like they did that but visualized it and allowed me to pick the kind of person i want to be and how i want to play and i can go any direction right now that i want to and you know check every door and stuff and that just seemed really cool to me yeah and you know i forgot i think adventure on the atari okay yeah maybe my first my first kind of love and then I got a computer, like an Apple IIc, when I was young, and and we played. You know, there was like Lemonade Stand or whatever. But just I just always loved uh, computer games. Once once I had that that chance, so console video games. Is it is it up against card games or dubious sports in the finals? Dubious sports. All right, it's gonna be a and weird winner, dude. What's your what's your ultimate winner? Dubious and, uh, sports. Oh really? Dubious <laughs> yeah. sports. Gets it for you. Dubious sports. Uh, you know, maybe that's just where I am right now, kind of locked inside and looking for opportunities for exercise and to do stuff and things like that. But maybe, so maybe it'd be different if you asked me, you know, four months ago or four months in the future. But right now, dubious sports comes out of it. How about that? It. All right, great, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I was gonna say we'll, we'll move along a little quicker because we're forty minutes in with two. With two scenarios, oh, okay. but but I don't know if this is I don't know if this really moves it along faster. But here's the situation, Rush. As you know, I like to put my 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 real thinker in the second slot. Um, yeah. So t- uh, here's the situation: tomorrow and every day after this rush, your urine is the deep blue of like Star Trek cocktails or toilet bowl cleaner. All right, you know that. Okay. Um, you decide to never speak of this to anyone. How long until someone finds out anyway? Not including medical staff or what or or whatever. So how long until non medical staff finds out that you have been peeing like aquamarine blue? I think probably pretty long because I'm just trying to think of. There's not that many times when anyone is looking at the stream right. of my uh, urine. Thank goodness, I suppose. Um, what comes to mind would be like at a sporting event uh-huh, right. where you're yeah. in those like kind of, uh, you know, mass troughs. Yeah. Uh, cause if it's just at your house, you could always be like, no, that's just like the cleaner that mm-hmm. I use in the, in the toilet bowl. If, if I'm trying to, you know, jealously guard the secret of, uh, of, of the color of my urine. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to put the over under it like solidly, uh, you know, also like, funny thing about human nature is like most people, even if they kind of notice that would either be hesitant to mention it right. or if you explained it away, they would, they would quickly like doubt that, you know, most people aren't going to be like, Hey, by the way, I just, I, I saw you peeing blue. Are you okay? Right. And you'd say, you'd say I, I, you must be mistaken. And they'd be like, Oh, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have even brought it up. So I, I think like just be out of people's politeness. Um, I also, I you know, look, I, I do an okay job of, uh, of of not peeing right in front of other people, uh, really for, for all of my life. Yeah, I've known um, you a long time. Could, never, never seen it. But I, I could see like, 
maybe you know work or something you go in there and people are like what what is going on like the there's blue streaks everywhere hey, just in that one and just after rush was here um, you know yeah yeah what? i would probably i would probably take some precautions though uh so i don't know i'm gonna say over under on i'd, I'd say it's like 50 50 that i that i make it a year okay um, and and here's and here's the larger picture of of that the larger picture question. Um, would you do you agree that it's harmful for a person to keep secrets about themselves? Would 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 there be a cathartic experience for you by just telling someone at work or whatever, as opposed to you having to like hide it or use the stall or anything like that? Is there a catharsis or relief to being better known by someone, or at least not carrying? this secret alone or is it not necessarily damaging for someone to keep a secret about themselves or whatever that they just decide no one's ever going to know about this this is this is no one needs to know this um or is it better is it always better to be known i guess Hmm. i don't have a strong opinion on that i think that uh i would say on the spectrum of secretive versus uh, I share too much information. I'm, I'm I trend towards the latter. Um, I'm, I'm more inclined to want to tell people, even if, even if people may not care, you know, okay. um, <laughs> about things that happened to me. Um, <laughs> at, at the same time, I do think, you know, you know, you just, you grow up your whole life, like going to the bathroom is this weirdly private thing. It's this weirdly embarrassing and private thing. And so, um, I don't think it would like eat away at me. I don't think it would be like cathartic, uh, to, to tell someone, I think I might just be like, okay, you know, um, I mean, the, the flip side of course is I would tell a doctor very quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Be like, uh, I have a major issue and yeah. blue. <laughs> don't know what that's all about. And so I, I do think. I do think it would be helpful. Uh, it would certainly be a cathartic feeling to go talk to a doctor, yeah, and get a get a sense that uh, that that's okay. But if there's some secret about me in terms of my, you know, that's not like some bad act that I've done, but rather is is just something that's odd about me um, that I'd rather I'd rather not have known. I, I don't think I would feel like an overwhelming sense of relief, you know, to get that off of my chest or whatever. But I'm also, again, I just don't feel like I uh carry around like uh you know a, a whole lot of secrets i probably overshare yeah i i was why i forget it was it might have been billy bob thornton or something i was watching something and i was like man i wonder if it's and and obviously this was a show but it made me think about real life like what is it are you nervous all the time walking around with like a hairpiece on like isn't it wouldn't it just be easier or more like cathartic or relaxing just to like not have your not have to worry about leaving your house with a hairpiece or appearing different than you are or you know or 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 whatever whatever it is even um who was it uh presley the um the congresswoman when she really she i think she said you know or came out that she has alopecia or whatever and now you know like that you don't have to hide that or and i guess it's not it's nothing she's done wrong but it's just something about her that like i guess you just share that and maybe there's a relief to like okay god thank god i don't have to like act like this isn't the case anymore you know or or if you had like a third nipple do you feel like hey if you just told your buddies like hey i got a guy i got a third nipple 
and that they'd be like, oh, cool. Or would it would it make no make it makes no I, difference? I would I would probably hide that. I okay. Would, I would choose to, <laughs> to try to never reveal it, um, or as little as possible. It, but you know, it is funny. I do think like you know, if I had a hairpiece, I think that would be stressful. For yeah. Sure. I think anything where I'm like basically uh, propagating a falsehood in order to, um, you know, the only thing I could think is like maybe, maybe, maybe at some point in my life I'll have to get like new teeth. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, if, if that happens, maybe I just try to like, you know, pass it off. Yeah. I think this I think the thing is have a hairpiece so bad that everyone knows it's a hairpiece, including you. So you don't even have to say like, Hey, you know, this is a hairpiece. Like, if if it had like a a strap on it or something like that, you know, like, and then you then you right. just admit like, hey, I'm doing this. You know, I'm doing this. I know I'm doing this. I just feel more comfortable when I'm doing this. So, so yeah, you go. I, I think, I mean, you know, famous last words, but I I think that I um I think I'll struggle with uh, if and when I go bald because my I, like I don't I don't like to shave, you know, like overall i would prefer to have a beard most of the time if i could i kind of shave mostly because of work and then i'm i'm not great about it I'm, so having to do your whole you know, your whole skull is not going to be having yeah. to do my skull would be would be uh would be difficult you know well, i think i would struggle to uh, uh to, to get that done I also, i'll, I'll I just, probably have some I good be very good at it i'll probably have some good advice for you by then you know like I'll, i might right. be able to offer you some guidance i'm well well along that path much further down that road than than you are so <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I like when i was um 30 i started like losing my hair and i thought i was just kind of toast and i went and i got um propecia and i would forget to take the pill with such frequency and it was expensive that i just quit and uh and i would say that my hair is not really um, substantially uh, gotten worse since in, in the in the intervening like fifteen years. So I I don't know if it was like a stress thing that was causing uh, me to lose hair more rapidly uh, back then. So I'm sure some kind of stress event will will trigger it again. Yeah. In the, well, in just the stay stay in like a nice low low uh, stress occupation, you know, and and then I don't I don't think you have to worry about it, you know, something. Something yeah, that keeps you out of court yeah. and, and non-adversarial. And <laughs> right. Yeah. I've picked, uh, picked a real, a real poor one for that. Yeah. All righty. Uh, okay. So TJ. Yeah, um, buddy. This is kind of a quick one. All Here's right. the situation. Um, we're going to just pretend for a moment that you never met uh, Beth. Okay. And instead you started dating uh, Sandy Poots. Okay. okay. Sandy Poots. Nice, nice girl. Um, Turns out she's the brother of, uh, of Dougie. I'm sorry, the sister of Dougie Poots, oh, boy. who uh, frequent listeners would know uh, that we often do food drafts. Yeah, and Dougie Poots always participates in the food draft. And Dougie is um, is infamous for uh, very odd uh, odd preferences yep. in, in terms of uh, food that he likes. And so um, the. Good news, bad news is, is you go over to Sandy Poots' house. You've been dating for a while. All right. And she takes you in and opens up. We're going to do both the pantry and the refrigerator. And I want three foods that she could have there that would be like, I'm not saying they're deal breakers, 
but they would make you be like, oh God, I, I have to think a little bit about um, whether to maintain the relationship <laughs> okay. given that this is some of her favorite food. The good news is, turns out they were all Dougie Pooches. Oh, uh, good. Foods. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, so, oh, foods that uh, could be deal breakers. <laughs> Sandy's. So, I mean, Sandy for different foods that could be deal breakers. So, I, I want three that you might see in the refrigerator and three that you might see in the pantry. And again, just assume there's like a lot of this food in there, you know, like for me, just to give an example, while you're thinking like for me, if somebody had just like a, just an absolute stockade of cottage cheese, uh-huh. like a ton, a ton, a ton of cottage <laughs> cheese, I'd be like, yeah, yikes. <laughs> what is going on with that? Um, so anything for you that would, that would be problematic. Okay. Uh, the first thing I thought of was like a, a large quantity of uh, like uh, pickled fish. Okay. You know, like herring or whatever, like a, a bit a gallon jars yeah. of, of herring in there. Um uh super, super like she just got tons of like scotch bonnet and uh like ghost peppers and stuff stuff like that. That would that would be that would be uh that would be rough. Um and then um you know what I I don't mind a couple of them. But if she just had like a shit ton of capers, I think I'd be like, "What? Well, what's this? What's this for? What are we doing here?" Just huge bags of capers. You, tons. Yeah, of- aren't aren't there several things where in smaller capacity you'd be like, "That's oh, okay." Yeah. But if somebody had like seventy hard hard boiled eggs, in their yeah, refrigerator, I'd be like, "What is going on? What you know, are you doing?" I think I actually lean towards like maybe enjoying kimchi, but if there was just a shit ton of kimchi, I'd be like, "This is yeah. way too much kimchi," you know, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to date anybody that's that's like brewing their own beer or um, yeah. you know, uh, certainly <laughs> fermenting their own like pickled vegetables. Right. Uh, that's 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 gonna be a, yeah. a turn off. That's a, yeah, it's a bunch of hundred year old eggs or whatever, thousand year old eggs buried in the backyard. And <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the pantry. Um, Hmm. I'm pretty talented and, and like, and I'm saying these are deal, deal breakers. I'm accepting enough of lovely Sandy Poots that we'd probably be able to work something out regardless. Um, there's yeah. a, uh, there's a ridiculous rye cracker that offends me that it exists. It's, um, it's like almost a, like an individual crackers, almost like a half inch, maybe a quarter inch thick. I think it's made oh, of gross. rye. It's got holes in it. It's tasteless and really tough. It's like particle board trying to work your way through it. Um, I, th- I think, yeah, that, I mean, that's totally unacceptable for somebody to have like a lot of those. Like, yeah. Why would you, I mean, first of all, there's so many good crackers available. Yeah. So that would suggest to me that we're going to have some problems when we're doing like, uh, our cheese and cracker nights over the future. I, I'd be worried about that. Yeah. Beth, Beth bought these, these things one time at Costco that, um, even she, even she, she never made it through a, 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 a sack of them. They were, uh, just like dry, you know, puffed rice logs something like that they were just logs of of puffed rice um i don't know what occasion you'd want them what you could do with them other than just angrily you know like angrily kind of crunch your way through um but those those uh i i, do, I didn't like those and was happy when those left left the house what about um, like a gigantic bag of candy corns or like um uh, circus peanuts. I've I dealt mean, that's with a, that's a bad sign. I've dealt with these things before. Beth Beth has the candy. We we get along on just about everything, 
We could not. I. I. It makes me livid. The candy that she likes. It makes me swear. Um. She likes violets. Have you ever had violets? They're uh, they're like those know. lavender purple things that look yeah. and taste like they should be in a tub or in a uh in a like um a, a sachet, a potpourri sachet. They're freaking yeah. horrific. She. She has the taste of like it's not even like an old lady candy taste. It's someone who's been dead and resuscitated, you know, who's someone who died in the forties. What they would like as a candy, including candy corn and circus Did you peanuts. See, um... <laughs> jellies. Oh, she loves jellies. Did you like see that guy just recently died from uh, licorice. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew it can lower your blood pressure he, or something he, like, he like that? He ate too much black licorice. He died, yeah. Yeah, died of licorice. Um, here's what I don't want to see in there. A bunch of, like, unwrapped black chuckles. Speaking of licorice, you ever had, oh, Even if you like yeah. chuckles, no one likes that one. I would not want to see a bunch of, like, jellied... There was that. That's what I don't... I don't want to see, like, candied cherries or... You know, like, the... Somehow they turn, like, some cherries are green. Green candied, and they end up in, like, yeah. fruit... You know, like... Uh, fruit breads or whatever. So any kind of like a sack of candied cherries of any color, I, uh, I, 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 and it's exactly the kind of thing you know. If they were like baking ingredient draft, it's exactly the kind of thing that Dougie would take round one. Or like candied, you know, candied dried fruits. But I see a bunch of those. I'm done. I'm done. That might actually be a yeah. deal breaker if they were the green ones. All yeah, right. I think if it's just a whole closet full of bad crackers, <laughs> bad candies, like that—that's gonna be you're gonna be like, yeah. what is going on? And if uh, they were no, thank you. tinned, like I didn't want to double up on pickled fish, but if they were like tinned uh, fishes or oysters, you know, like there was in the old times, they were like tins of smoked oysters or whatever the frick. Right. That that would that would do it for me too. Like. It's stuff that had to be rescued from a sunken ocean liner, that kind of food. Uh, then I'd also be done. All yeah. right. It's like it's like the can. The cans are next to cans of dog food, and you're not sure which <laughs> one right. you'd less rather eat. That's that's a problem. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the uh, the poots household. Poots. All right. Here's here's one for you, Rush. Bladder made me think of how sports balls used to be made. Like there was go- you know, pig bladders or goat bladders or whatever for soccer balls and stuff like that or footballs or whatever um and so that made me think of how other things used to be made of other materials as well like for example a raccoon skin cap you know like we don't don't really fire those out anymore so here's the situation rush you're gonna need a pencil and i need you to rank these former fashions and the order of you what you believe is your desire and your ability to pull off this look for one year on a regular basis. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah, so both your desire and your ability. Number one, knickers. And it wouldn't necessarily have to be the everyday, but I'd say two or three times a week you're walking into work with knickers. Um, uh, The aforementioned raccoon skin cap, not the type of thing you have to wear, again, like all day, but on a a regular enough that we know this is you. Uh, A cape. Okay. A swagger stick. You gotta tell me what a swagger stick. Is. I have that in my head as a walking stick without, like, a cane with no, with uh, no hook on it. Um, so maybe like a a walking stick with just you know like a a blunt top that you kind of hold the top of it as you 
as you walk. That's what I have it as. Can I have like a like a metallic like top? Yep. Like a yep, like a thing, absolutely. You know, like a dragon's head or a, as long as your something. hand kind of like covers the whole thing, you know, like so. There's I, I don't even want enough to for there to be like a, a handle. It's kind of you can have like a crown on it. Okay. Okay. Um, this one's not so much a fashion, but it used to be in fashion. Snuff. Oh, like the the tobacco. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, spats. All right, and spats are those like uh, white coverings over the tops of your shoes. You know, like um, kind of like high collar, sort of a high collar for your shoe. Okay. An ascot. Okay. Yep. And the last one, rush are. Pince-nez glasses, so the ones that just just kind of slide over the crown, you know, like the the whatever this part of your not the crown of your nose, but the bend in your nose. They don't yeah. have arm, no arm handles to go over your ears. You place them on the bridge of your nose, and they just hold there by themselves. Got it. That's all. Okay. Number eight. Yes. <laughs> for, for me, is going to be snuff. Okay. Don't want any part of it. Low <laughs> desire. Don't think play well today. I have, I have. Uh, you know, I think hard for anybody to pull off. But in my, in the circles I run in, like, you don't want to be, you don't want to have <laughs> that's snuff. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that, that's last. So number seven for me, and this is purely on, a, on the desire uh, axis, because uh-huh. I'm afraid it might be a decent look for me. That is the raccoon skin. Oh, I think you'd look great in one. I know. That's why I'm a little worried that, like, you know, it's, it would be all right. You know, what? What makes you? Lucky. What makes you worried that you'd actually look? Because I, I agree. I don't know what it is about you, but the fact that we both thought that maybe you would be more suited to this than people than, than the general population as a whole. What? What is that? Yeah. Well, I think. One of my friends, Joe Kelly, when he really wants to make fun of me and make me feel bad, he likes to compare me to the uh, bully in uh, oh Christmas, Christmas story? story. Oh, okay. And that kid, that kid, he's he's you know he's got a red face like I do, and he's got <laughs> uh, I don't have red hair, but I'm, I'm I'm closer than I would like uh, to red hair, and uh, that kid wears a raccoon skin yeah. cap. Oh, I'm God. a little worried that I could pull it off. All right, also like. You know, I'm from Georgia. Like, yeah, I feel right, like right here. Yeah, it's not a totally dead. Uh, <laughs> and the so, kind of three, the three quarters it. beard, the three quarters beard, also that you that you kind of sport. I can see, I can see the hat yeah. with that too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> next up for me, I, I think I'm gonna. Um, I'm not interested in it, um, and I don't think it would be a great look. I just think it's. I think it's tough to pull off. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't hate it. Is the knickers? Oh, okay. Now, I, you know, Payne Stewart was my uh, all-time yep. favorite golfer. Yep. Famously wore the knickers. I have worn knickers before to play golf. I think you could maybe get away with that, but I, I don't think there's many social settings where I would be able to effectively pull off. I love them. Knickers. I love them. I wish they were back. I love them. I like them too. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, you know, again, it's the exact opposite of the raccoon skin cap. I think I could, make right, I hear you. Cap, <laughs> this but one, I yeah. would never want to the knickers. I wouldn't mind it, but I just think, huh. I, look, I think if I show up to almost any gathering and the knickers are going to huh. be like, what, what are you doing? You know, with every pick though, Cape moves higher on this list. Cape keeps on. Yeah. That's all right. Keep on going. 
<laughs> yeah. So next for me, still not cake. Uh, oh, next, wow. Next for me, so number five yep. are the spats. I don't wow. know much about these spats. They sound really stupid to me. Uh-huh. Like it's it's like a I don't even know if it's functional or, or fashion based. I don't remember this this trend, but I don't want to put like doilies on my shoes. Yep. Um, so you. no thank you. Wow. Uh, so no spats. Oh, is Cape gonna Next make top is three? Gonna be the Cape. Okay, good. Whoo, whoo. That's a tough. Cause that's a tough one to pull off. Cape is tough. I want. I once wore a cape to uh, uh, to a um, to a formal event. Who's the cape one? Did you buy a cape to use it once, or did you borrow a cape from someone who already owned a cape? Bought a cape, uh, <laughs> low cost cape. Where, 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 where? Yeah. Low cost cape, Princeton, New Jersey. Where? Um, what kind of shop? Cape it, shop? No, it was like a secondhand store. I did not have at the time like a suit, and uh, so. So at Princeton, I went to Princeton. I weighed um, 156 pounds, I think. My cross country coach was like, "You're too fat at 156." Oh, good God, good. God. Uh, I finished my junior year at Princeton weighing an all time high 180 pounds. I then that summer, like worked out, like ran like crazy. Um, Got back into running, was running hard, and I was down to about like 148, 149 when wow. I started my senior year of college. Like, I had multiple people um, welcome me to campus, not recognizing that I'd known for <laughs> years. And then over the course of my senior year of college, I, you know, I, I probably did like significant harm to my entire future. But I, I mean, I ate and drank whatever I wanted to, and I weighed 200 pounds. So I started that year at 150, and it's not even a full year. I gained 50 pounds. That's a swing. Senior. So they talk about the freshman 15. Like I was, you know, I, I just, I didn't do I, whatever. I did whatever I wanted, and it was it was uh, fun, but but not smart. And so, uh, so we get to like house parties, you know, formals or whatever at the end of the year. And I was like, I can't fit in either <laughs> that I own. It's all for somebody that weighs 160 pounds. House, 200. House, so I went house parties I are different at Princeton stuff. than they are so to the, <laughs> what you guys call house parties are different in there than what other people call house parties. Cause if you're getting a yeah. nice cape on to head to head to a house party here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to get some, I had to get some, uh, <laughs> Some items of clothing, you know, that would be kind of formal. But also I had, you know, I was in like an improv group and I was kind of, I had joked around a lot. So, I, I mean, it was it was obviously tongue in cheek, but I went and I got like a, a top hat and a cape. And, uh, and you know, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, if I could, I'd wear, I'd wear the cape, uh, you know, all the time. There but you it, go. It's tough to pull off. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. Top three. Uh, number three would be these glasses. Okay. Um, I probably need glasses. And so I, I don't, I don't think there's anything in particular about those type of glasses that would make them, uh, you, you know, I mean, all that crazy for somebody to wear. And so they might be like, well, Russia has that weird dang with his, <laughs> those tiny glasses that he puts on that don't have, uh, don't Arms. have like bands that go over his ears, but I mean, like, yeah, whatever. Those are the glasses that I chose. All right, so, Ascot I mean, and Swagger Stick. Yeah, so Ascot, um, 
you know, look, I, I grew up in, in Atlanta. You know, I, I was in a member of a, a country club in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> like, you know, could I wear the ascot? Could I pull it off? Like, yeah, probably. I probably could. And do I hate an ascot? Not necessarily. <laughs> All right. You know? um, and, you know, I, I so I'm going to put that one. And then, and then I, I'm just interested in this swagger stick. Like, I, I sometimes you know, would like to, my mom for a long time had various canes and a couple of them had these like cool tops to the canes. And uh-huh. I was like, man, you know, I, I might just enjoy kind of having a walking stick, uh, to go around with. So All if right. I had an injury, um, that required me to get that, I think I could for sure pull off, uh, off yeah. enjoy, um, having a swagger stick. And I hope uh, I'm using that right. I think I am. I think I'm using that right as a, as a walking stick with no, with no handle, I think is a swagger stick. What would be stick, your so. first and worst on that list for you? Oh man, I would, I'm going to do the knickers, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that at the top of the list. I'm going to bring back knickers. Nice. I love, I, I love the feel of, of, they feel to me like when I wore my high baseball pants, you know, with stirrups and stuff. And yeah. I've always loved a great sock. So I would, I would, I would bring them back. I'd be, I'd be alone on an Island there, but I'd, I'd nicker it up. And then I think, yeah, I think snuff, I think just, I think that's all messed up, whatever, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, horrible. just, and horrible. just pulling something out of a container and shoving it up your nose. Like you just, you're never going to, you're never going to convince someone you're doing snuff. You know, like it's always going to look like you're just coked out or whatever. So, yeah, snuff would be at the bottom for me as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Rush, I'm going to hit you with one more before we go to the top. All right. Great. Here's the situation. We've talked about Dougie Poots. We know who he is. He's he he makes bad picks in our drafts. So what I'm going to do, Rush, is just give you a few drafts that we've never done. And I just want to know what Dougie's first pick was. Oh, all right. Love all right. It. Okay. Household pets. Dougie picks sixth in the first round. What did he take? He's taken like uh, an, a, a large bird, like okay. a really loud large bird, like uh, some type of parrot that's over fifteen pounds. Okay. Fabrics for clothes. Dougie had the fourth pick overall. What fabric did he did he pick? Wool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The son of a bitch. What a jerk. I mean, and it's not even like a crazy. It's just. It's, it's, yep. It's just Dougie. All right. Terrible. It's a bad fourth pick. Whoa. No (laughs) doubt about it. Alcoholic beverages. Seventh pick overall. Oh, uh, uh, he is going to go with Campari. (laughs) (laughs) The bottle that's never, that's never been emptied at the, at the bar. They've never had to switch it up. (laughs) All right. By the way, we're doing an alcoholic beverage draft before too long. Okay. Yeah. Third pick, third pick overall. Baby names for boys. Uh, 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 he is going to take Mortimer. <laughs> okay. Um, bands, uh, bands or musicians. Fifth pick overall, first round. Fifth pick, first round. Dougie Poots goes Aerosmith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's such a he's such a butt. Alright. And lastly, TV Can you imagine uh, how bad that pig is? <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> and you know what? It's 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 like 
It's so right though, because they're like they've been around forever. They've had a million hits. They like they're they they kind of like sneak in the back of like rock and roll royalty, but like that then yeah. but that's that's one of the only four bands you're ever gonna be able to listen to. It's so terrible. Um Yeah, and then he takes Zamfir the Panther right, to back the second it round. <laughs> where you're like, wow. Because you know, that's his thing. If he likes something, he's going with Oh, he yeah. <laughs> All right, second pick overall. Highest I think Dougie Poots has ever picked. TV networks, whatever, whatever, cable or, you know, cable or yep. primary, Dougie Poots takes what? Second pick overall, yep. Dougie Poots goes stars. <laughs> that's, that's it. Even running yeah. low on time, I couldn't, I couldn't pass up a Dougie, a Dougie Poots first round, first round oh, extravaganza. All right. We're going All to right. the top so, of the board. Uh, here we go back to the top. So uh, here's the situation. A friend of yours who is a full-on real-life wizard uh, who is capable of casting magic spells yes, yes. Um, ha- has learned that uh, you know he might be able to sell some of his spells uh, in order to, to make some money for a wizard charity. And so he learns about eBay, and he learns that he can sell uh, stuff, uh, you know, goods and services on, on eBay in exchange for money. But the problem is eBay wizard doesn't know really anything about uh, you know, human currency, mm-hmm. and he just has no clue about what anything is worth. And so he reaches out to you and he says, look, I, I really want to sell these things, but I want to make sure I get the right price. I don't want to charge too little and have them bought up really quickly. I don't want to charge too much and have them not sell. And so I noticed there's this thing called buy it now on eBay where we pick a price. And I want you, TJ, since you know, you know, I know. the muggle world uh, and how to, uh, I know how people. to sell these things. Um, you know, he says, uh, and so he's he's now come to you several times in the past, and you've done a great job for him. So he's he's really appreciative, and he says, you know, um, this week we're talking about poots and bladders, and <laughs> I couldn't go the whole time without, uh, you know, doing something fairly juvenile. So all of these are spells that have to do with uh, uh, with with the human bathroom experience, or, okay. or, or at least tangentially related. <laughs> oh, did you watch that on PBS? The human the human bathroom experience. I yeah, oh. uh, narrated by Richard Edwards. Oh, so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. Uh, wonderful. So the first spell that he wants you to price is he calls it ultimate relief. Ooh. And what it is is for uh, for ninety seconds, you get the exact same feeling that you got um, when you uh, finally go to the bathroom number one after having oh. held it in like the worst you've had to go to the bathroom in a calendar year. So, uh, whatever you think about, whatever the worst time you had to go to the bathroom was over the last year, the relief of finally getting to do it after, you know, who knows, an hour and a half in the car or whatever, you know, stuck in a meeting, whatever it might be. How much would you pay for that feeling for 90 seconds of that relief? It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. It's a four-figure feeling. It's uh, it's not a five-figure feeling. I would say $4,000. $4,000. Yeah. Funny that you said it's a four-figure feeling. I put it at nine ninety-nine. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, but four thousand. You know, look. I think somebody. I mean, if you could, if you could get like a five-pack of those, two, yeah. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, they might, that's they might true. Sell pretty hot. Um. All right. This next one is is you know, it's kind of a convenience thing. He says he doesn't know what to price it at. He's got no idea. But he says uh, for the next one month, you don't, you don't got to go to the bathroom. Period. Ooh. You can pick anytime you want. You don't have you don't you suffer no health benefits. 
you're still relieved yourself in the same way and same form as if you went to the bathroom, your waste is still processed, but you don't actually have to take the time or the effort to do that. Um, and he's like, surely there's some people that would have some idiosyncratic uh, preferences to get out of that uh, hellacious uh, time for them. Oh, yeah. 25 grand. Wow. Yeah. Maybe some astronauts, Some someone who has to go like, Space travel doesn't want to do it in their suit, you know. I, I think you can get some. I think you get some nice coin for this. When in your life would you have most enjoyed being able to to cash that in? A month of not probably like the heaviest volume of like flying flying time. I think would probably have been, you know, like uh, or yeah, because I was never like away i never had a, a camp experience like you did yeah, for I, me it's definitely that yeah i never I, I never had i've always had ready access to at least one bathroom that i feel comfortable comfortable yeah. in uh so maybe maybe it would have been just a travel the ease of travel thing my guess we had a god-awful <clears throat> bathroom situation my junior year of college where i i basically would go i would go to the art museum almost anytime i mean it was <laughs> God, that was a, ter- a terrible bathroom in our uh, in our dorm, and so like I mean I wouldn't have paid twenty five thousand, uh, but I I would have. Uh, that's when I I would have loved to have been able to use it. I think you still feel think very highly of that that bath that uh that museum bathroom. bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I sneak there <laughs> when I go back for reunions. Um, <laughs> next up is uh, guaranteed to never in your life have a kidney stone however one caveat uh you can never have had one before so it can only go to people that have never known okay. the, the the pain of a kidney stone but what this spell will do is guarantee that you can't have one well next week we're going to be talking to my uh my brother who has had one and i've heard it described to me by a few people who have and i think even folks who haven't had one, the description enough would scare someone to put fifty grand down who has a family history. Like everyone, everyone gets them. Everyone gets them. Everyone gets them. There's no way you're not you're not getting out of this. Someone will put up fifty grand to to never have to deal with it. Yeah, and if you thought you were going to have like frequent kidney yeah. stones in your lifetime, yeah. oh boy, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, great. And he says he's got this last one. He's like, look, this one's kind of silly, I, I admit. Um, but he's like, I got this spell. I, I perfected it over time. Um, whenever you take a dump, uh, it can form, it, you, just by thinking, you, you can form a fairly accurate portrait of anything you want in the bowl. So, like, you could, you could paint a horse or, a, uh, you know, a, a, but it only lasts uh, for 30 seconds. You can't do anything with it. You can't, you know. Um, uh, but but you get thirty seconds of uh, you know just kind of a neat little trick that you can do. You could I suppose wave somebody in and be like, hey, come look look quick. But uh, you know it's just a little trick, little parlor trick. What would that be worth? Hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, and I'll tell you why. Some Instagram person is gonna take pictures of it, and it will be called like you know dookies that look like people or something like that, and it'll be celebrity. There'll be like celebrity. Every, there'll be a dump for every celebrity and that person will become insanely famous and wealthy off of it. So I think in the, in an era of social media, a thing that would have been absolutely worthless before these things existed would now be a one-way ticket to internet 
stardom and someone would drop 100k on that right and they, i mean you're right because they could even take requests without know? a doubt like mario lopez yep. you're like no problem no problem the next dump will look exactly <laughs> like mario lopez and you know you got the quick the quick uh yeah you're right you're right i mean when you're right you're right and yeah you, <laughs> as always you know, he says, thank you. Uh, this is great. Is all this money going to the wizard charities? He's very pleased. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for poor wizards, homeless wizards, vet wizard vets, you know, like yeah. it goes to a good cause. Uh, all right, Rush, speaking uh, speaking of, uh, of of good causes, Nate DeFort, he's a good cause. Uh, Julie oh, Nichols, yeah. Emily. Um, and if you want to uh, hit us with a situation that you think would, would work for us, Hit us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. We thanks a bunch for you listening to this one. Anything else, Rush? That's it. Thank you so much. 